Are you someone who pours your heart and soul into your floral craft, but find that your client inquiry inbox is a bit too quiet? Ever feel like you're stuck in a waiting room, hoping your dream clients will magically appear? I'm all too familiar with that feeling of pouring months of hard work into getting a new website or business idea off the ground, and then sitting on my couch pouring myself a tall glass of vino, listening to the lovely symphony of crickets. Well, today we're diving headfirst into the art of attracting your ideal clients. If you're a florist, you know that this job is a lot more than just blooms and butterflies, and it's no different when it comes to marketing. Bringing clients into your business takes work, but those of us listening have never been known to shy away from the hard stuff. You're here because you want to take your business to the top, and I'm here to show you the steps to do it. So if you're ready to do the work, grab a pen, gather around, and get ready to take down some notes from this episode because I'm bringing the tough love today and I promise you it's going to be a good one. Hey, creative business owner, I'm Sarah Wahab, wedding floral designer, business educator, and your go-to source for turning creative dreams into profits that lead to a life of abundance. A decade ago, I embarked on my creative business journey just like you, and today I'm on a mission to share with you all the valuable strategies I've learned along the way. Whether you're navigating the early stages of entrepreneurship or a seasoned pro seeking savvy systems to reclaim your time and take your business to the next level, I know you'll find value and practical solutions here. And hey, amidst all of the CEO hustle, let's not forget to enjoy life in the process. This is a work smarter, not harder kind of podcast. Sound good? Grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and be prepared to be inspired and motivated on this episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers. There are a lot of steps that go into getting a business off the ground. Dreaming up the perfect product, pricing and structuring your offerings, designing that beautiful branding, building a website, setting up your social media accounts, refining your craft, setting up your studio, and finally launching your business. And we do all of this looking forward to that moment where we get that first rush of customers and we finally get to put our dream into action and watch that money flow in. And one unfortunate pitfall that I see with many independent business owners is that they complete all of the work to get their business set up, and then they wait for those clients to come rushing through the door. But one of the hard truths in business is that you cannot wait for your customers to come to you. You have to be proactive and go get them. And maybe you're listening to this and you're someone who's had your business for a while and you've gone through that initial process of getting your business set up and getting it off the ground and you've found a groove with incoming clients, but maybe you're experiencing an unexpected lull after maybe raising your prices or making some other big change, or maybe nothing has changed at all with your business necessarily, but you've noticed a dip in clients, which could be a result of the world around you changing and You're recognizing a need to give your business a resurgence. Whatever the circumstances may be, it doesn't change the truth that proactive marketing is the cornerstone of every successful business. And becoming a master at proactive marketing is a responsibility that every business owner has to come to terms with. So what does it take to get those clients and start directing them towards all those amazing services you have to offer? It's marketing 101. 
Marketing is all about getting your name out there into the world, learning about your target market, and perfecting the art of speaking directly to them so that hiring you becomes a no-brainer for them. It's a crucial part of running a business. And yet for so many creative, independently run businesses, so much effort goes into designing and perfecting the product and not nearly enough effort goes into marketing it. If this is you, not to worry. I'm here to walk you through some of the major marketing strategies, but instead of giving you an entire course on marketing, I'm simply going to share with you three key marketing takeaways that have made an impact on my business. And since most of us are in a similar industry, either the wedding industry or some type of creative service-based business, I hope these will be just as effective for you too. So let's get past all the nitty gritty when it comes to marketing and figure out the magic recipe for getting your product or service the popularity it deserves. The first strategy I'm going to share with you has to do with controlling the experience customers will have when they come across your product or brand. So before getting into methods for outreach, this is an important step in the marketing process because when customers do come across your brand, you want to be certain that your brand will speak to them with the right visuals and language so that they are that much more confident that your product is the right fit. If you don't have all this in order before you start outreach marketing, you could be losing potential sales simply by not having a welcoming environment in place for your potential customers. Think of this as getting your house ready and clean before you have guests over. You don't want to be rushing around cleaning and tidying after they have already arrived. You want to be ready for them so that when they do arrive, you can make the best impression. You have one shot with each new customer that comes across your brand and you want to make sure that you make the absolute best impression because you might not have that chance again. So. How do we ensure that we do have the proper welcoming environment? First, you have to get clear on who your target customer is. Who is the type of person that you're wanting to reach with your marketing? Some marketing experts will go as far as creating an ideal client avatar. So a fake person with a name, age, personality, they'll give that person their own profession and annual salary. Even their interests and behaviors, like where they like to shop or whether or not they have a pet dog or what they enjoy doing in their free time. You can see how this would be a helpful exercise because it gives you a tool for when you're writing content or designing your marketing materials. You can picture that ideal client avatar and imagine as if you are creating this content specifically for that person and it will help you ensure that you're on the right track with your marketing. But for me personally, I don't go this far. I think that the most important elements to be clear on when you're thinking about your ideal client are style, budget, and values. Style, meaning their visual style. This could be related to fashion, art, or trends. Budget, meaning what they can realistically afford. And values, meaning what they hold in high regard, whether that's environmental values like sustainability, ethical business practices, valuing quality like the artistic value or quality of materials or anything else that they care about enough that they're willing to pay a little more of their hard-earned money for in addition to just a simple product exchange. This is an important one because this is the category that allows you to tap into emotion and where you have an opportunity to highlight the factors that set your brand apart from others. 
A lot of brands may offer a similar style for a similar price range, but very few brands will have the exact same values as you. There's a different level of fulfillment and satisfaction that comes from being able to seek out and serve the individuals whose values align with yours or the values of your brand. Not only that, but when you can narrow down that group of people you want to serve down to their core values and master the art of speaking directly to those people, this will make your marketing efforts a hundred times more effective because it will allow you to craft clear messaging that pierces through the noise and speaks directly to that ideal client. So once you've done the work to identify who that ideal client is, you're going to want to envision your ideal client stepping into your brand universe. And you're gonna then assess your brand from their perspective. So you'll look at your website, your Instagram, or your other social media channels, and you'll put yourself in the shoes of your ideal client and take note of what that client might think or feel as they're seeing what they're seeing. Do they know they're in the right place? Is your messaging clear and tailored to speak directly to them? Does it speak directly to a problem they have or a solution or a result they're seeking? Does the language and tone of voice feel natural or does it feel forced? Does anything come across as a turnoff? Can they find the style of work that they want to see? Can they picture you delivering the result that they're dreaming of, whether it's their dream wedding flowers or their dream fill in the blank, whatever that may be? Examine your products from a pricing standpoint and ensure that your pricing aligns with your target audience. If adjustments are needed, this is where you may decide to tweak your brand imagery, language, voice, and pricing to ensure that it is checking all of those boxes. A comprehensive brand audit is an absolute must if you want to ensure that every effort resonates with and serves the right audience. Beyond the visual brand and brand messaging, you'll then want to take it a step further and examine the customer's path from discovery to purchase, or maybe in your case, their path from discovery to inquiry. From the moment they arrive on your Instagram, for example, let's say they do become interested in what they're seeing. Is it simple and easy for them to reach out to you? Can they easily find that button or that link that starts them down the right path? If they arrive on your website, can they easily find that inquire button? Read every paragraph and make sure it not only resonates, but is clear and concise. Paragraphs that are too long can cause people to get bored or just scroll right past and you really want to hold their attention. You basically want to go through your entire online presence with a fine tooth comb, making sure that everything is not only beautiful, but smooth, clear, and direct. You'll also want to test the functionality of this client journey. So this means going through the process once again from your customer's perspective, but this time testing it from a functionality lens. So this means making sure that all of your links work, that any paragraphs or captions lead to a call to action. And if you don't know, calls to action are directions that tell your customer what to do next. So on your website, this might be a button that says inquire here, or on Instagram, this could be a sentence at the end of your bio or post caption that tells them how to take the next step, like telling them to click the link in your bio. 
Calls to action should be used abundantly in your marketing efforts as they leave no room for confusion or questions in your customer's mind on what to do next. It's going to help guide them to the result or the step that you want them to take. And the cost of not having that call to action where there should be one could cause a breakdown in that client journey and could cause you to completely lose that customer. As you're going through this process of following your customer's path from discovery to inquiry, think about whether there's anything you can do to minimize the steps and simplify their process from that first interaction to their final destination. Whether that's filling out and submitting the contact form or purchasing a product and completing checkout. Today's modern generations have exceedingly short attention spans and more and more businesses are refining their online presence to simplify and optimize and improve their customer experience to appease that short attention span and get customers to their destination faster. If you want to keep up with the times, you have to get on board with this and make your online experience simple, easy, and seamless, and understand that you could easily lose a customer by causing the slightest bit of hiccup or confusion or doubt in the process, or simply having one too many clicks to get them from point A to point B. So the fewer steps, the better, and I cannot stress that enough. So that concludes the first step, which is identifying your target client and doing that brand audit. The second step is after you've perfected your branding and you've streamlined, tested, and optimized your online experience for your customer, now we can look at your strategy for getting new eyes on your product. In today's digital age, there is one obvious marketing medium for connecting with your potential audience because it's accessible, user-friendly, and costs you absolutely nothing, and that is obviously social media. Social media is the perfect place to connect with your audience on a daily or weekly basis online because let's be honest, we're all hanging out online on our phones every single day. I don't need to tell you this. And I also probably don't need to tell you that my preferred social media channel is Instagram. If you're not using Instagram to market your business, then seriously, you need to get on Instagram right away. But if you're listening to this podcast, then chances are you probably are already on Instagram. So I'm going to skip past the basics and get to the strategies. There are a few different format options with Instagram posts, specifically image posts, stories, and reels. Reels are the best way to get reach on Instagram, meaning reaching new users that aren't already following you. And that's because the Instagram algorithm gives favor to these short form vertical video posts. Stories are a great way to connect with your current audience and using stories regularly can help your positioning in the algorithm and single image posts are sadly quickly becoming a thing of the past when it comes to Instagram. Single image posts have to be extremely attention grabbing and provide a ton of value and basically go viral in order to do anything for you in terms of outreach. If you happen to get tons of engagement on a single image post in the first few seconds of posting it, that post could potentially be pushed out to the explore feed, but this is very unlikely. So this brings us back to reels being the optimal choice for getting lots of new eyes on your page. Soon I will do a deep dive into social media strategies, but today I'm simply going to focus on the main overall goal with Instagram and all social media when it comes to marketing, and that is connection. So whatever post mediums you're utilizing within the app, start focusing on connection. 
So yes, post reels, share stories, whatever you're comfortable with right now, but whatever form of post you're posting, focus on connecting with your audience. Connection is a two-way street. So that means sharing about your business, yes, but also it means learning about your audience. Use polls, ask them open-ended questions, read their answers, read their comments, and reply back to them. Get into those deeper conversations. This will encourage engagement on your account, which will not only help you in the algorithm, but it will also help you gain insight from your audience so that you can serve them better. And that's one of the smartest things you can do as a business owner. Another way that you can use social media is you can use it to help build a reputation in your niche or area of expertise. Social media can be a tool for educating your audience and providing value. And this can be great for educating them about your product or unique offering so that they become more interested in buying from you, but it can also be good for building trust and credibility and likability within your area of expertise. If you can position yourself as an expert in your niche, you can become the go-to source for your followers in whatever it is that you share, whether it's inspiration, humor, entertainment, knowledge, and expertise, or just plain relatability. And if you can do it in a way that they enjoy your content specifically so much that it keeps them wanting to come back and see more of it, that is even better. Everyone is looking for one of those things I mentioned when they go on social media. So if you can be that go-to person for them, that can be really powerful. This strategy should be thought of as a long game. Your followers may or may not purchase from you right away, but over time, if they come to know, like, and trust you, if or when they ever do have a need for your service, they will remember you and know immediately where to go. If you're stuck on what to share, if you aren't sure what you could speak about that might be valuable to people, my advice is just to test the waters and experiment with different types of content. This is always an important part of the process for me whenever I start something new in my business is the process of experimentation. Sometimes you don't know what your superpower is right off the bat or what method is going to stick. And you need that sounding board and feedback from your audience in order to know what is effective and what they want from you. So just start sharing content, observe the engagement that you do receive, make sure you respond and continue those conversations and you can learn and observe what is resonating and then adapt your strategy to give your audience more of what they're looking for. And this will perpetuate that engagement and you'll see steady growth over time if you stick to this strategy. Audience feedback is the most underrated and valuable asset you can have as an entrepreneur in a product or service-based industry. It's the one thing that catapulted my growth when I began my journey of sharing on social media. Audience feedback can be the missing ingredient that helps you perfect your customer experience, improve your messaging, or even spark the idea for your next product. So go out and engage with your audience and utilize the power of social media to connect with potential clients and to showcase your expertise. As I said before, growth on social media is a bit of a long game, but don't let that keep you from getting in the game. It's a huge part of the modern marketplace and it's all about engaging, consistently showing up, 
delivering value, learning and adapting to the needs and wants of your followers. Okay, now that I've gotten you all cozy on your couch, diving deep into the online world of Instagram and social media, I'm going to make you get up and get out into the real world for this third step. The next step to getting your business out into the world and drawing more clients to you is real world networking. This can be a bit of a scary one and may not sound that appealing, especially if you're someone like me and you love being at home in your sweatpants while you make money. I mean, who wouldn't want that? But take it from me, getting out there and getting involved was and is to this day a big part of my business growth. And that's because as great as social media can be for building connections, people really like faces and seeing people in person. And there's nothing quite as impactful as meeting people in person when it comes to building relationships in your industry. Yes, a pretty photo goes a long way, but having a cocktail with another industry pro while you laugh together as you share your best and worst wedding day stories will never be forgotten. I know we've been talking a lot about reaching your potential clients, but this step has a little more to do with networking within your niche and within the industry that you work in. Because having relationships with people, other pros within your industry, can turn out to be a really powerful and effective referral source for new clients in the future. So it's important to stop looking at other business owners in your industry as your competitors and start looking at them as your community. We can all support each other's businesses and be powerful referral sources for one another. For example, if you're booked on a specific date, why not support another business that isn't booked on that date? Or you might have other vendors in different areas and niches who would like to have a pool of people they can refer to their clients for other services outside the service that they offer. So getting involved in your industry community can help you make those powerful industry connections. But another thing it can do is it can allow you to get your work in front of people's faces in real life. When you're talking about other vendors in your industry, being a referral source for you, giving them the opportunity to see your work in person will make them that much more likely to refer you if they do like your work. So how do you do that? Well, if you're in the wedding industry, you're probably no stranger to the occasional invite to be a sponsor for an industry event by providing free products or services. And while I always advise caution when making the decision to provide free work, one reason to say yes to something like this would be if it will likely lead to tangible results that align with your current business goals. So if you're in a stage where you feel like that loner on the first day at a new school and you really need to make those new friendships, I will say that being a sponsor is a great way to get yourself invited to these industry events. And that in itself could be a win if that's the stage of business that you're in. It also will get your name circulating and sometimes you need a little bit of that to kickstart your business in the beginning or after a hiatus. So whether through event sponsorships, styled shoots or networking opportunities, immerse yourself in your community, identify where your audience congregates and find ways to showcase your work and build those in-person connections. My final tip for kickstarting your marketing is to diversify your marketing approach. 
So what I mean by that is choose some different methods, preferably digital or online, that you can use to reach your audience. I talked about Instagram, which is a common and obvious one, but there are tons of marketing channels out there and they all sort of have their own flair that they offer. Whether it's a visual or short form video platform like Instagram and TikTok, a long form video platform like YouTube, a search engine like Google or Pinterest, or a means for long form written content like blogging or email marketing, think about the way that you could deliver your message effectively to your customers. Take into consideration your unique skills and your approach because you might be skilled in areas that others aren't and that means that you don't need to hop on the same platforms everyone else in your industry is on. And being on a different platform than everyone else in your industry is on could actually give you an edge. For me personally, I really enjoy speaking and I wanted to be able to share more long form content and deliver value through voice, which is what led me to start a podcast. I also love creating little short form videos to deliver short and concise messages. So I love utilizing Instagram reels for this. Another method I swear by is email marketing. And I will say I used this less when I was offering wedding design services and started using it more when I started offering education and digital products because I have more of a recurring customer base, but I do think that email marketing can be utilized in the wedding industry too. The great thing about email marketing is that when you gain the email subscribers, you have these subscriber email addresses and will always have them. So you're not relying on a social media platform to house your audience. So God forbid, if ever anything did happen to Instagram and you lost all your followers, you would have another way to reach your audience via email. It's also just another place that we all hang out. We're all in our inbox every single day, at least once a day. And nowadays the algorithm is more and more scrutinizing on Instagram. So I think that it's almost more likely for more people to actually see a piece of email content than it is that they will ever see your Instagram posts, which is kind of sad, but it is true. And it's definitely a reason to consider getting an email list started if you don't have one already. So email marketing is a great one. And if you ever want some tips for kickstarting your email list, you can download my free guide for building your email list. And I will link it down below, or you can also find this in my Instagram highlight under freebies. So anyway, marketing isn't a one size fits all game. Experiment with different channels to discover what works best for your business. Think about different ways that you can best deliver value to your audience. And I think that's a key thing is to look at it as not just different ways to sell your product, but ways that you can deliver value to your audience. Because the truth is in business, if you chase money, it doesn't always work out like you'd hoped. But if you chase impact in your business, often money follows. And this was something I learned once that always stuck with me because from my personal experience, I think there's a lot of truth to it. Okay, so I think that's a good note to wrap up this episode. If you want to kickstart your marketing and not only reach more clients, but send the right clients flooding into your business, remember these key things. First, zero in on your customer experience and give yourself that thorough brand audit. Next, get on social media and start forming those online connections. While you're at it, dust off that going out outfit and get out there with your community so you can form in-person connections or find ways to showcase your work by sponsoring one of those events with the goal of getting more eyes on your product. And finally, think about how you can diversify your online presence to show up in more places to build those audience connections. The more touch points you have, the more chances you have of people finding you. 
So there you have it, my tried and true marketing tips for getting more clients into your business. And friends, if you take away anything from this episode, let it be this. Don't shy away from putting yourself out there. Your business is as unique as you are, and it's not enough to let your products speak for themselves. Allow the world to discover your distinct creative identity. Embrace the journey of putting yourself out there in front of the world and let it change you and your business from the inside out. Know that there's so much more you can gain from building authentic connections with your audience than just making sales. So get out there, take what you've learned here, and let's see how your business blossoms as a result. Until next time. Friends, this concludes another episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers podcast. Loved today's episode? Share the love by leaving a review. Now let's take it to Instagram. Snap a pic, share your takeaways, and give us a shout out using hashtag coffeewineflowerspodcast. And don't forget to tag us at Mulberry and Moss for a chance to be featured. For tools and resources to grow your business, visit mulberryandmoss.com slash shop or catch up on all the latest episodes and show notes at mulberryandmoss.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Keep flourishing and enjoying the journey. Cheers. Thank you.